Welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm Sky Edmonds, portrait photographer of 19 years, photographer educator of 15 years, and intuitive business and life coach. I help heart-centered photographers expand their income and impact through nervous system regulation, energetics, somatic connection, and business strategy so that they can become the bold, visible face of their brand. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. So hello, we are back. I haven't moved yet. Our move was actually delayed by mm, two, three weeks. We're moving on September 14th instead of the first. And I checked in with myself and I feel like I am ready to come back. I may pre-record an episode or two for, you know, the time we are actually moving. But honestly, why I'm back is because I I got myself regulated. (laughs) I was like seriously dysregulated that week that I signed off from the podcast, decided to take a break. You know, cognitively with my mind, it made sense. Okay, I need a break. My body was screaming all kinds of things. And then the last episode, I told you how I sat with the feelings that I was trying to avoid about being sad about a move that I've been wanting for since I probably left Pennsylvania 15 years ago. You know, when you're a kid and you're swimming and you have a ball and you try as hard as you can to hold that ball underneath the water, but the force of the water is just working against you and you have to put like 10 times more energy and trying to hold that ball down. That was what I was going through. That's what I lived most of my life through until I learned emotion regulation, nervous system regulation, and putting my tools to the test as I have been doing every day since then. And I feel like I have my life back. I felt like, yeah, it was it was bad. And it's funny, as a little update to that last episode... You know, I felt my emotions and all that stuff. And I started, you know, getting serious about, okay, I need to be doing some serious regulation. Some things have to change here. And my husband literally said to my face the thing that I assumed he was feeling, which was, why are you feeling sad? What do you have to feel sad about? This is what you want. And I have an episode coming called The Pain of Getting What You Want. How often do we want, do we desire these things? And then when we get them, we still have all these emotions. And some of them take us by surprise. Well, you're not alone. And there's something to that. And I hope we get to talk about that soon. If at any time in this podcast episode, you hear the Hunger Games soundtrack being played... (laughs) I was playing like uh, one of those ambient things on YouTube. I'll put these like like autumn worlds and and stuff like that as like background noise when I'm working. And I put a Hunger Games one. So it's just showing various beautiful scenes of the forest and it's playing the soundtrack. And I left it on while I came upstairs. And up until I just started recording, you could hear it pretty plain, but I don't know if the microphone's going to pick it up. So. It's like literally like Hunger Games over here, trying to move, trying to pack, trying to stay regulated. 
Speaking of regulation, I don't know if you can hear that. That is my iced coffee. Today I'm saying goodbye to coffee. Why? Well, first off, I'm kind of like, I made coffee as part of my identity, and I'm really cautious about what I attach to my identity. Coffee's not good for me right now. And it's not the the coffee in itself. It's the caffeine. I've already struggled with high cortisol for years. Going through this move. Slamming myself with coffee. Iced coffee at that. I, I... discovered a medical problem that I was having. I think I mentioned it on the the podcast. My body is like dumping out potassium. And I don't know if you know, (laughs) you need potassium. If it gets too low, you're going to die. If it's too high, you're going to die. And I didn't understand because I've done years of fasting and keto diets, which, you know, I no longer do the keto diet and I do only very limited fasting now. But I swear, I was like a professional at it. And I always knew three or four days in, my electrolytes would go down and I'd have to supplement. And I wish I knew the power of potassium then, because I think more than the magnesium and sodium, my body kind of leaned toward, you know, dumping out the potassium. But a lot of the groups online, they won't talk about it because it is, it can be a dangerous thing. But the the muscle fatigue, the fatigue that comes with low pot- potassium is unmistakable. It is like going up the stairs. I would have to sit down and breathe. I thought I was going to have to be taken to the ER when we went to the zoo. Because as you know, every zoo is like built into a hillside. So it's like you go to see the lions, you're going up. You see the polar bears, you're going up. It's like, when am I ever going down? So anyways, but my doctor discovered the cortisol is impacting my adrenals, of course, and my adrenals are pissed and they are dumping the potassium. So instead of like, you know, three or four days of a very, very, very strict fast or keto, just limiting my calorie intake by a little bit would send me into, I can't move. So that's a long way of saying cortisol has got to go. Not only that, but it is causing a little bit of uh, tummy, a little bit of stubborn weight. I'm about 15, 20 pounds over my goal weight. It fluctuates. And uh, I've been messing around the past year with this. And I know that it's cortisol. And I know because, I don't know if you guys remember when I had that back injury, I was so worried because I was working out six days a week. I was lifting. I was doing an hour row session. 20 minutes is all you need on the rower. Um, Just lots of caffeine, high intensity stuff. And I was so afraid that when I went to bed rest for my injury in my back, I would gain weight. I was like, I got a workshop in six weeks. You know, I feel great. I don't want to gain weight. And you know what? I dropped 17 pounds in two weeks on bed rest. 17 pounds literally melted off of me. I looked and I hit my goal weight without even trying. I'm not saying that's healthy, but I wasn't trying. I wasn't doing the coffee. I wasn't doing the high intensity workouts. I was in bed. I was resting. I was giving my body rest. 
and the weight melted off. Okay, so I don't know. I do know that I have my matcha, has a little bit of caffeine, has a lot of benefits. It does not spike your cortisol. Um, it is a long lasting energy. It's got some anti-cancer properties. Of course, when you do buy a matcha, make sure it is screened, triple screened, because sometimes pesticides and junk can be in there. I really like the peak tea version. It's a little pricey, but it's worth it when you don't want that junk in there. So we're going to get to the bridge thoughts, which is the topic of today. In just a minute, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about a change in my morning routine and how powerful that's been. I don't I don't think of myself as a free spirit, like, you know, go with the flow. I'm just I'm more like um don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't want no rules, I don't want any regulations. If I set an alarm in the morning, I will I will lose sleep because I will have anxiety all night because I have to be forced by the alarm to get up and I don't like that. So, there's some deeper issues. So I never really had a morning routine. My routine was kind of get up and then, you know, look at my phone, da, 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 da. So I've been trying what they're calling a low dopamine morning and also something that is going to be very friendly on my cortisol. So that is no looking at the phone, no looking at social media, I should say, because sometimes I do put a playlist on or a quick meditation and I obviously have to handle my phone, but I'm, I'm trying not to look. So I wake up gently, I'll do some stretches on my mat. I have a really nice abundance kind of mindset meditation I listen to. And then I hop into the shower and I end my shower with a cold shower. And I know that cold plunges are all the rage right now and for very good reason. Cold showers, cold plunges are very good for your nervous system. You build a tolerance. You kind of shake things up in your nervous system in a safe way. The goal of nervous system work or nervous system regulation isn't never to be stimulated, isn't never to be dysregulated, isn't nev never to need to be in fight or flight or what have you. That's all part of the human experience. It's almost like you, if you don't use it, the nervous system gets hypersensitive and then it can't handle what comes. But when you're doing things like cold showers, bringing some discomfort to your nervous system, it starts to regulate faster and you become, which is the goal, resilient, a flexible nervous system. Sure, you can go into fight or flight, but then you can also come right back to homeostasis. So I take my cold shower and then I head out and I skim the pool. I like to skim the pool because it's very repetitive, very easy. I like the sound of the water. I put on my um, my music, and then I get the sunshine. It is so important for your cortisol levels to get that morning sunshine. And then I will sit in the sun, and I'll do a breathing exercise. I have this four-minute breathwork tape that I really love. Morning sun is very good for us. It is very good for us. I am, you know, I like to take very good care of my skin. I do wear sunscreen later on in the day, but I like the sun to be on my skin, to get some vitamin D, to help my circadian rhythm be at its best. And I've got to tell you, just, just those that morning routine, there's a few other things I do, but 
just that morning routine right there has really, really, really changed my life. I know that's a, that's a big claim. Like, whoa. So a few more weeks and it will be sealed in as a habit. So that's good. All right. So let's get into today's topic, which is bridge thoughts. This is something that I teach in my Unseen to Unstoppable course for photographers or creative entrepreneurs. And it's something that has really helped me with my thinking. Okay, so how do you move from the old thoughts, old maybe negative thought patterns that you're having to ones that you want to have? Well, you build a bridge. Sometimes when we want to start believing something new, there's like too big of a gap between what we currently believe or think and what we desire to believe and think. Our brain calls BS, right? It's like, mm, no, you are not a seven-figure earner, girl. Or we feel like we're gaslighting ourselves. Yeah, affirmations, I'm looking at you. And by the way, I'm not anti-affirmations. There's a certain way to do them for the most impact. But here's some really good news. A bridge thought just needs to be 1% better than the thought that you've been thinking previously. So you don't need to take this huge leap, okay? Just 1%. Are you open to the idea of 1%? All right, here's an example. Before. Here's an before thought. People don't want to hire me. They want every other photographer but me. Now, a lot of people, they go in the opposite direction. Everyone wants to hire me. Everyone wants, and your body's like, er, er, er. BS. But here's like a, you know, just a small percentage afterthought. Even if people prefer other photographers, I still know there are clients who want what I have to offer. Okay, so that feels good in the body, right? It doesn't feel like you're lying to yourself. There's an opening there. There's a lightness to it. And maybe one day you can get to the point where you have a goal thought of there are plenty of soulmate clients for each of us photographers in town. Do you see the difference? Now, the, from, if you're at the before, you might not go to that goal thought right away. That's okay. We're not judging. Now, let's shift gears from business to something a little bit more personal. Now, a little trigger warning. I am going to be talking about my body, weight loss. So if that is something that you are not open to hearing or don't want to hear, please go ahead and skip. So bridge thoughts are how I shifted myself out of hatred for my body and I moved into love for my body. I remember when my therapist first told me several years ago, you're never going to lose weight the way you want to until you fully love and accept your body as you are. And I remember I had a physical reaction. I almost leapt off the couch. Like, oh my gosh, anything but that, please. And you know what? She was right. But it was still a very big leap to go from the level of self-hatred I had for my body and for myself into what it is now, which is love. Not perfect love. I still have my issues. 
Bridge thoughts slowly move you forward in your beliefs through small incremental changes to shift your thinking. The brain is always looking for evidence of what it already believes to be true and is quick to resist anything that doesn't feel familiar. So how does your brain look for evidence? You have something inside of your brain called the reticular activating system. Yeah, that's a fun one to say. Well, the job of the reticular activating system is to act not only as a filter, because we have so much stimulus and information coming into our brains every second, but as a gate, it acts as a gate. Let me explain. If you hold the belief that as a photographer, no one in your town will pay X amount for photos, your brain is going to look and scan and be in tune in your environment, in your world, for evidence that supports your belief. It doesn't just filter out evidence. It acts as a gate for any evidence that goes against that belief. For example, all the evidence that shows that photographers are indeed making money in your small town, you won't ever even see it. Not just you won't believe it, but you won't see it until you get in there and make that limiting belief conscious and you rewire it. So what we think, what we believe is so important to become aware of because it limits our outside world, what we are seeing, what we are experiencing in our lives. And if you hold the belief that you can't make more than X in your small town as a photographer, you will get those results every time. Your brain is going to fall all over itself to make sure you have that evidence. And sometimes that means self-sabotage comes in and screws things up just so you get the results that you believe you deserve. So again, before we continue on, the reticulating activating system And I know I just butchered that, but oh well. Right now you hold beliefs and that you believe that they are so true. That's because you have a brain that is working overtime to make sure that belief is held tightly until you get in there and start looking around and saying, hmm, does this really line up with who I am? Is this really line up with the trajectory of my life, where I want to go. If I want to be a six-figure photographer, for example, is this thought, is this belief going to get me there? I can assure you, I can assure you, it will not. Let's continue. To bridge from this self-hatred to the self-love was using neutral thoughts. I started with neutral thoughts that didn't trigger any resistance. If I just started out saying, I love my thighs, my body would go off like an alarm. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh, nope. But instead, I started with things like, I have a body. These are my legs. I have hair. (laughs) Very neutral, very factual. There's no adjectives. There was no filler. It was just very neutral. It sounds kind of odd, but it worked. 
It's more like a comfortable thought, something you can ease into, something you can practice. And then I would shift to thoughts like, my body is healthy. I'm grateful that my body allows me mobility or similar thoughts that I believe are true. And I would continue to bridge to the next thought in small increments. Testing out each new thought. How did that feel? How does it feel when you think this thought? Because our feelings come from our thoughts, not the other way around. Does this thought create resistance, embarrassment, shame? If I feel any a negative emotion, I try for a different thought. A negative feeling will never create a positive result. And I really kind of hate saying a negative feeling because all feelings are legit. All feelings need to be felt, processed, and moved through, not staying there. Even shame has a purpose. Okay, so let's go deeper with the Jedi mind trick. You may reach a place where the bridge feels like it's coming up short. This is where adding a preface to your new thought can help loosen things up. For example, I am open to the idea of loving my body. Someday I could love my body. Some also call this body neutrality. After hating my body for decades, my brain was super defensive about any attempts to learn to love it. Weird, I know, but the more you learn about the brain and the nervous system, the brain and the nervous system, they will fight for a comfortable hell over an unfamiliar heaven every time. Saying things like, these are my thighs and this is my smile really helped my brain chill out and changes were made. Soon it felt safe and true to say things like, I really like my thighs just as they are. It was magic, I'm telling you. And it doesn't mean you don't want to change. You can love your body and want to change it. And I'm so grateful. I no longer have scary high blood pressure. I know I'm no longer insulin resistant. I no longer have horrible knee pain. So, of course, old thoughts, they're going to come back to test the waters until you rewire, right? So don't beat yourself up or get old Judgy McJudgerson on yourself. Don't make yourself wrong or shameful for having a human brain. Give yourself lots of grace. Grace is a good thing. We love grace. Remember, there is no crime or no shame in having a thought. Some of these thoughts, I don't even think they come from us. So don't identify with those thoughts. Thoughts come and thoughts go. You are not your thoughts. You're the observer of your thoughts. It's when we take our thoughts and we put them on ourselves and identify with them as our truth that they become like sticky webs. So, can you think of a limiting belief that you've held on to? Something easy could be about your business, anything in your personal life. Are you open to imagining a new thought or new belief that serves as a bridge between that limiting thought and a more empowering perspective? This bridge thought, it's got to be positive, believable, 
and aligned with the direction you want to move towards. Throughout the week, make a conscious effort to try to catch yourself whenever the limiting thought arises. Take a moment to pause and replace the limiting thought with your bridge thought. Repeat the bridge thought to yourself, allowing it to sink in and create the shift in your mindset. Now, notice any changes that you feel in your emotions, maybe an attitude or actions, as you consistently replace this limiting thought with the bridge thought. How is it helping you? How is it serving you? That's something that I often ask myself. I have this thought and I'm like, how is this thought serving me? It may be a true thought, but if it's not going to get me a result that I want, that I desire for the alignment of my life, it's got to go. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm so glad to be back. I look forward to the next one next week. We're going to be diving into more about thoughts, mindset, the nervous system, all kinds of good stuff. As always, I would appreciate a review. I would love to hear from you. You can DM me anytime on Instagram. If you want to connect to me in my world, just hit the show notes below and you can find some ways to do that. Thank you again for listening to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. Until next time.